Hello! Thank you guys for clicking this video today. This is the Cardano Aura. I think we're on episode 13 now. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, today I have Alessandra with me. Um, we're going to be talking about NFTs on Cardano. It's something new to Cardano because of the merry hard fork that we just had, I guess, two months ago now. So I'm really excited to get into this. But before we do, if you guys want to support this channel, the best way you can do so is just by clicking the like button, clicking the notification bell, clicking all, and then also leaving a comment down below to feed the algorithm. I also have Bloom. We have Bloom through Bloom 6. We actually minted the eighth ever block on top of the Cardano blockchain. So we've been here from the beginning and we'll be here till your end. But I'm really excited to jump into this podcast today with Alessandro. Um, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, man. How are you doing today? Sure. Hey, thanks for having me, Pei. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Alessandro. I'm a computer science student. I'm from Germany. I'm currently doing my bachelor's degree. And yeah, I basically joined the cryptocurrency space back in 2018. Got into Bitcoin first, then into Ethereum. Got into developing smart contracts on Ethereum. And yeah, I also discovered then the NFT space, these ERC-721 contracts and all this kind of stuff. Later on, I got into Cardano. And I saw huge advantages over Ethereum. And um, yeah, that's, that, this was the time where I committed myself more to Cardano than any other blockchain. And I started out my first stake pool called the Berry Pool. It's probably the first one on Raspberry Pis. And later on in September or October of 2020, I started SpaceBuds. And I'm one of the co of two co-founders. And I'm basically the developer or brain behind this whole operation. That's awesome, man. So you actually run a node on top of a Raspberry Pi. Curious about that for a second. Uh, what what are the specs on that? Is it is it a rock Pi or is it? No, it's, it's Raspberry Pi, but it has, it's actually very underrated. It has um, actually eight gigabytes of RAM. And ah, it has okay. a quad-core processor. So it, it easily handles the Cardano node. Actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool, man. So... Uh, what is SpaceBuds? And also, first, before that, what is an NFT for someone who's never heard about it before? Sure. So an NFT is basically um, a token which represents ownership of something. It can be any, anything, like it can be art in the case of SpaceBuds. It can be ownership over real estate or any kind of property. And SpaceBuds specifically is an, like an art platform. And and these space pods are like little astronauts, and there are 10,000 of them out there. They're all unique, and uh, they are computer-generated. And they, for each space pod, there's one token on the blockchain. And this token basically represents ownership. And I can control it. So uh, this you really own this piece of uh, art in form of a token, basically. That's awesome. So how... How is the token actually attached to the artwork? Um, so Cardano allows me basically to attach metadata onto, onto the blockchain. So on one side, you have the token, and on the other side, you have metadata. And metadata and the token both live on the chain. They are linked together. So when you, ver when you want to verify what's behind this token, actually, you check it on the chain. And you see, okay, there's some some stuff in it, like a link to an image, a name, some, in case of space bus, there are some um, special things like, okay, this this little space bus has, has a belt, it has, it has mm, some the gadgets, stuff like this. Yeah. Exactly, the gadgets, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I was actually looking at that, and is it a, is the metadata attached to the token itself, or is it attached to the initial transaction where it's being sent? Yes, it's it's actually attached to the minting transaction. So when you think of, okay, actually you can append metadata to any transaction, but then the question is, okay, how do I verify the correct one? The correct one is the one that is in the mint transaction because only the one who owns the policy, or as long as the policy allows you to, can mint tokens and attach metadata to this minting transaction. So when you want to verify the metadata, you simply go to the mint transaction. This is where you find the correct one. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because I actually looked at the metadata for the minting transactions, and um, it's pretty simple how it works. It, it, within the metadata, you can just include a JSON file. And if you've never used a JSON file before, um, it's just a way uh, of storing data, right? And uh, the way I looked at it was, it was just a simple JSON file where it would say gadgets, um, and then it would also say the number uh, of the NFT that it was, and then it would list the gadgets and kind of like a hash list, um, if you guys have ever heard of a hash before. So that's pretty cool. So uh, my next question is, how are they algorithmically generated? You know, do you just essentially write like a, a formula of sort um, to start and then have them just generate from that? Because that's really the interesting part of it, because it kind of, you know, in the initial... Uh, so there was an initial pre-sale for this. And if you guys want, if we miss any information, make sure you check out my video later earlier this week. It was kind of the story of Space Buds uh, and also how to, you know, buy and trade using their Discord, which we'll get a little bit into that later. But um, it, it, it was kind of, it, it almost felt like mining. You know, you get on the site, it's a pre-sale site, and you send 10 ADA in, and then you get an algorithmically generated, you know, NFT back from doing that, right? So that's why, that's one of the really cool aspects of it is you know you're 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 sending the 10a to n you're paying the fee and then you get a random you know nft back so it's almost like mining you know so how what what kind of the algorithm you know can you explain that a little bit more well these tokens were already uh, let's say pre-created so i i had the list already predefined the images were also predefined and the metadata as well when you just bought you you basically got assigned a random one but it was not randomly generated on the fly on the fly but how we how i um, set them together was uh, we had a designer and he was basically creating these parts like uh, he was creating the hat the suit the boots but it was all separated what i did was i put them all together but i wanted to make it a little bit more exciting not like saying okay we make it systematically like we want to have five with this five with that so I just said, okay, when I have a cer certain distribution, and of course the Dinos are the most rarest, I was like, okay, we have to make something more rare and something more often. And then I basically created them all beforehand, and then I put them on sale. But it was not like that you created them on the fly. It would be definitely, definitely also a cool feature. But this is not how it worked. Yeah, I mean, to me, like in a way, it's, well you kind of had to create them on a fly in a way, right? When you algorithmically generated 10,000 of them, right? And like the actual random aspect is for the person purchasing it. You know what I mean? So I think it's it, either way, it's still awesome because it was randomly generated at first and then you're purchasing it and then you're getting a random one from that, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. What, what was generated on the fly was the token. And this was, of course, possible because of the great tech of Cardano because... Um, 
didn't have to make all the tokens or had to create them all beforehand. I could simply create them in the mint transaction. So, or at least or I could mint, mint a token and then send it directly to the one who paid pay for it. So I didn't have had to have them in a wallet beforehand and then send them out. I could, could create them in the mint transaction, basically. That's really cool. And so were you expecting it to do, you know, as well as it did? So for people that haven't really been paying attention to this, um, uh, the pre-sale started. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, it started off at 10 ADA. And then after 10% sold, it would increase the price to 20 ADA. And then each 10% would increase it by 10 ADA. And there were 10,000 uh, of these NFTs total. Um, and they were all sold out in, I think, two days, right? It was three days, but it, this was still like... Yeah, insane. three days I mean, is still pretty quick. It, it was insane. I, and actually, I'm not, not sure if you're aware of these policies. So I want to so I, I wanna make sure that these NFT... Uh, so these tokens actually stay at supply one. And what I did was I used this time-based policy. But I set it to five months from now. So until then, someone had to rely a little bit on me. Because I didn't expect to sell out so quickly. It was like, okay, maybe it takes a couple months, but we, maybe we don't even sell out at all. And that's why I set it to five months. But yeah, it sold out in three days. And this was extremely crazy. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, I, um, I actually personally looked at them one day and I saw them for 30. And I woke up the next morning and they were going for 90. I was like, that, that, they sold so much faster than I thought. Cause, you know, when you see something like that, you expect it to be for a few weeks and I was just going to watch it for a little bit. So I, I wanted to yeah. touch on that minting policy a little bit more. So like when you said it, like, how does that work? Like the, the five months thing, can you explain that a little bit more? Cause I know when you mint sure. a token, you essentially meant like a, a period of time, but what are you essentially stating when you, when you say five months? Sure. So the minting policy basically defines certain conditions, who, how, and what can be minted, basically. So what I said, or what I say is, what is possible now is you can make simple scripts. You can say like, okay, the one who has this key can mint. And then the hash of the script is basically the minting policy, it's this number. And what you can also do is have this time-based policy. So you can say only the one who has this key and if he mints before this certain slot, he can mint. Afterwards, the minting policy is, is invalid. No one can mint forever. So everything after, after, after these five months, um, everything oh, is set okay. in stone forever. That, this is the idea. That's why I say these are NFTs. And initially, I was also a little bit or people were skeptic. They were saying like, this, these are no NFTs and um, called it a, a scam because maybe I was not completely open about, about it or it, it was not so obvious on the website. I, I definitely linked it. Maybe people didn't find it and that's why they were a little bit skeptic first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. So you essentially, when you're creating the policy that allows you to mint the NFTs, you have a five-month window that you set to be able to yes. mint or burn the tokens. And then once the five months is over, you have no, you no longer have access. But like you said earlier, you, you initially thought uh, that they weren't going to sell in three days. Uh, yeah. So you had that set at five months. That's cool. Yeah. I, I wanted to have some threshold and didn't want to have to pressure like, okay, I have to get them out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Um, what what NFTs haven't been minted yet? You know, when you get on the website, it says nine thousand nine hundred and seventy. What's left? <laughs> I think it was sales now. <laughs> I like I get a lot of DMs, but um, these are SPO space bots, and um, I wanna give something back to the community or to pools which are basically had been supporting me or had been had been for for a long time in the space, and yeah, I wanna give something back to them. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, I um. Someone actually messaged me that. They're like, oh, there's 30 missing for the SPOs. I'm like, oh, that's such a cool idea. You know, it really, I don't know. It's just, to me that, because it's Cardano, you know, and, and it also, it, it's special to me because, you know, you were here in September. You know, you had your own pool. You're doing something special niche with the, the Raspberry Pi. And it. what I like is that, you know, you have been here for Cardano uh, and you're giving back to the initial SPOs and you're not just you see that, oh, there's this other blockchain with low fees and, oh, there's not been an NFT on there before and you're kind of just coming in for a ca- cash grab and that's the exact opposite of what you're doing and the uh, the SBO thing made me really realize that, you know, so I think that's awesome, man. That's cool. Cool, yeah. When are when are those going to go out? I'm just curious. Um, I'm still missing a few, but what I can say is I, I actually want to include IOHK and Uroi or Emergo, but I want to have Uroi uh, as a logo. Um, but I didn't get any re- reply yet because I don't want to just take the logo and put it on. Not that it is uh, something that they don't want to have. Let's see. But I'm yeah. just missing missing a few, but I hopefully can get them out next week. Damn, that's a lot quicker than I thought. Next week? Yeah. That's pretty hype, man. That's pretty hype. So <laughs> is this is this it for Space Buds? This 10,000, will there ever be, you know, a, a different drop or a different iteration or something that, you know, adds to it? Maybe later on, but for now it was really just getting these tokens out and then, yeah, enabling trading with smart contracts. This was basically idea, the idea. I didn't want to make it too complicated. Though it, this was already some work for it, uh, um, getting out these tokens and then enabling trading. And yeah, maybe on we build something on top. I, I got a lot of other uh, requests as well. So people are hyped. They want to see something. But I don't want to make it like too sketchy. Maybe it could mess it up. Yeah, I know what you mean too. And there's something nice about the simplicity. So that's really the, the next big step for you is trading. Yeah. So... Are you just going to be like on the spacebuds.io site? You know, that's where the trading is obviously going to be hap- happening. You can see it on there. And, um, you know, nice job on the site. Um, it, yeah. And that's why, like, I've always been very skeptical about NFTs in general. You know, I've seen other NFTs built on Cardano. I've seen some NFTs on ETH. But, you know, I, I really do think your, your idea with Spacebuds, uh, it all came together, man. It was almost genius, you know, and... Uh, the way the site looks, you know, the way you purchase it and the rocket ship and, and all of it was just so good, man. So I'm excited to see uh, the trading um, on the site. Uh, do you expect, you know, it to grow from just trading space buds? You know, do you expect because you have, you know, the user base, do you think that you'll eventually move towards, you know, a marketplace for other NFTs? Or do you think you'll keep it specifically space buds focused? So... Yeah, so so the space buds 
project itself will stay as it is. So that's the idea. But maybe I will launch some other projects, but people will know me. So they know, okay, this will be a legit project as well. Maybe I will do something like that, but not sure yet, actually. Yeah. I was just curious. I was just curious, you know, because when you have the ability to trade NFTs back and forth, you have the ability to list them. You know, you essentially sure. build out the whole functionality uh, to be able to trade NFTs back and forth. You know, it's like, will you add yeah. more? You know, and that that takes me to my next part. If you guys missed my video earlier this week, um, they actually built a Discord server, you know, because right now we don't actually have smart contracts on Cardano and smart contracts are really important specifically for NFTs um, because you can trade things in a trustless way. If I have an NFT and you're willing to pay 500 ADA for it, we can essentially both say we can sign the contract that says you're willing to pay 500 and I'm willing to send you this NFT. We both sign the contract and then at the same time, the ADA is swapped and the NFT swapped. So it allows this the, the ability to trade things in a trustless way. Um, but we don't have that right now yet. You know, We're waiting on Plutus. Uh, we're waiting on a lot more contracts to come to Cardano. Uh, so there had to be a way to trade these space buds back and forth now that, they, now that they're out. Um, so what Alessandro did was actually created a Discord server uh, that allows people to use escrow services. They just yesterday actually added an auction service where you can actually auction these space buds. And what the escrow service says, it's somebody else on the Discord uh, that it, it acts as a middleman, as an escrow, your Roy wallet. Um, and they'll get the funds and the NFT from both parties. And they'll make sure that the NFT, the policy ID is correct. And then they'll also make sure the funds are there. And then once both parties agree, then they'll swap it back and forth. So um, that was really cool. And that was a good idea. And I'm curious on, you know, where did that come from? Have you seen that like on ETH projects, essentially the the frontier of, of escrow services and stuff to, to really bring this over to Cardano? I just want to clarify this. I actually... I didn't came up with this. I did not came up with this uh, idea. So it, it just, people just built that on their own. So some community members, um, when I was still busy with the sale, I did not have any time for anything in this time frame. But then people were reaching out to me and were saying like, can we have this and can we have that and can we do this? I was saying like, okay, here are some tools. And then they were building out Discord and were, were building these escrow things. and. I didn't even know that this is possible. <laughs> uh, it was just crazy to see, but um, I'm actually not involved in it. <laughs> You're not? Dude, no. that's crazy. Dude, that's like, I, I was sitting there looking at yeah. this, go because I, I have my own Discord server, and I'm, I'm really the only person that manages it. I have a couple people that help me you know, answer questions and stuff. Um, and they put a lot of work into that Discord server. There's a guy yeah. that's literally writing bots on command. Like the yesterday he was writing the auction bot and he messaged me. He's like, Hey, can you make a video on how to use this auction bot? He's like, I'm working on this. I'm like, this dude's in here writing discord bots specifically for space buds. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there thinking about you. I'm like, where did he find all these people? <laughs> you know, that's crazy, man. <laughs> they, were, they were just all coming out to me and uh, reaching out to me and we're like, okay, we want to build, we want to build something. And there is also this analytics tool. Maybe I've seen it. Like it lists all gadgets, and I actually wanted to include it very soon on the website my, on, my, uh, on my own. I didn't have time yet. They were also they were just looking everything up on the internet. What is out there on space? But they found my repository, and they completely took everything from it. And uh, yeah, just listed everything. It was re really cool to see. That's crazy. 
Yeah, and I, I yeah. was actually talking to a couple of them, and you know, a lot of them were actually from ETH NFT projects. Yeah, which yeah. is so interesting yes. to me. So my 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 co-founder, maybe you know him, Zeke. His name is Zeke. Discord, maybe. I think I've talked to him a couple times. And he, and he has uh, some um, NFT projects on on Ethereum, and that's how we basically came to Spacebus because he was uh, initially reaching out to me and was asking me if I can build Spacebus on Ethereum, and I was like, no, I don't build on Ethereum anymore. Let's do it on Cardano. Well, anyway, and he has a huge user base on uh, user base on 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 Ethereum, and he was getting all of them over. Then these guys were buying initially like crazy. <laughs> so, do you see this as a a way to bring a lot of people over from Ethereum to Cardano? Is is the NFT space? I think so, actually, because NFTs are really in the trend at the moment, especially on Ethereum, and I think there are people on Ethereum who. They don't care about if they are on Ethereum or any other blockchain. They just want to have NFTs, and if they can get it cheaper and better, they will pro- probably move on to Cardano. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know my experience because I've really dove deep uh, into the Space Buds Discord community. You know, trading back and forth. You know, buying my own and uh, talking to a lot, a lot of people in there. Um, and I've had people reach out to me and say, "Hey, man, I want to buy this butt off of you." And I'm, they're like, what wallet do I even use? Do I use Daedalus or Uroi? I'm coming from Ethereum. I've never even used a Uroi or a Daedalus wallet. Yet here I am trying to buy this space bud from you. And yeah. that's when it made it. That's kind of when it clicked for me. I'm like, damn, this is like a real use case on top of Cardano, you know. And uh, Chris, Chris, uh, he's the guy who actually offered 50K uh, for the dino <laughs> with the special background. You know, and he, he essentially called this, people kept asking them, like, why are you crazy? Why are you uh, saying that you're going to invest all this money in these space buds? And he says it's because it's the first uh, real commercial venture built on top of Cardano that really uses uh, a lot of different aspects of Cardano uh, and that was successful with the presale. You know, so I think it's really cool, man. Just, you know, having a use case because on Ethereum right now, it's like, $50, you know, to, to, to do a transaction. And oftentimes it, it takes a lot of time for the transaction to even go through. And it's, it's pretty damn annoying. I, I interact with the blockchain a lot. And, and so have you clearly, you know, so on Ethereum, can you imagine minting 10,000 different tokens in, in the same way that you would on Cardano? Is it, because at least on Cardano, it's a transaction per token, you know? So I could not imagine doing that on Ethereum. Probably not. Uh, well, the user itself would pay so much money and also would have probably waited for quite some time. And it's very undeterministic. It's not like, okay, you always wait like 20, 30 seconds for the transaction. Could happen once, but then it could be the next moment. Okay, now you have to wait for an hour. <laughs> it's not a very good user experience. But on Cardano, like how I did it, I knew, okay, the transactions will probably take max 40 seconds. And people were pretty happy. I mean, they, 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 they paid and they got almost instantly back a token. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's really feels like 20 to 30 seconds, you know, for each transaction. And you know, yeah. if I, if I'm doing like stake pool work, you know, and I have to run 
like six transactions, it's very important that it only takes 20 to 30 seconds for me to verify that transaction went through, you know, from a, a working perspective. And that's what, you know, a lot of developers are going to be doing on Cardano is, you know, when you're working with the blockchain, you're completing a transaction and then you're checking to make sure the transaction went through and then you complete the next transaction because you have to essentially wait for UTXO, you know, to be done with the previous transaction for it to calculate the fees for the next one, you know, so just in terms of like usability uh, from the developer side, you know, Cardano's killing it there with the transaction times and the fees. And then also from the user side, you know, trading these back and forth. If I'm doing a trade with somebody, if I'm doing the escrow with somebody, um, I can send them the ADA, they can send the NFT, and the person doing using the escrow can verify that in 30 seconds. Or well, when the future comes and we have smart contracts, then when you send it to a smart contract, then it's going to be done in 30 seconds. Or I guess it would probably be like 40 to 60 for the smart contract to then verify and then it sends out. So yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy to actually see, you know, being in Cardano for years, and always talking about what Cardano could do uh, better than Ethereum. You know, it's nice to actually see a real use case right now that people are interacting with, that people are building a community around. Um, and you didn't even have to ask them to build the Discord community, you know, because that real yeah. use case is there. Yeah, it's just crazy what happened in the last week. Or, yeah, one, last week, one week is... It's like I was like, okay, I just want to launch something cool on Cardano. Maybe, maybe it works. Maybe people like it. It just got so much hype and so much people reached out and all like, okay, I want to do that. I want to do this. People created these videos of uh, showing their collection and doing all this kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's beautiful, man. The thing, the same thing happened to me. You know, when I actually started Bloom. Um, me and my partner were talking and the K was at 150 and our goal was we just want one pool to be in 150, you know, for the first couple of weeks and, and be able to cover our costs, you know, and it just turned out much better than I expected. And the, the Cardano community is very welcoming to, you know, people that just want to build uh, and add value. And, you know, and that's exactly what you did, you know, so it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, I was looking, I have one really it's ip ipvs and weaver uh, how does that work arc yeah arc weaver so you're using both uh, of those to actually attach the tokens to in the metadata what is that is that just like a database for uh the tokens themselves so Arcweave is basically a permanent storage solution and uh, so we use IPFS and Arweave, but IPFS is actually our primary source because I know more about IPFS and Arweave, but Arweave claims to be really permanent while IPFS is not necessarily because if data is not uh, used very often, there is a chance that it can get lost and you can't retrieve it anymore. But on Arweave, it is claimed it's permanent forever because it somehow works with like mining you. Do you put data in, in a block, and then it get, gets mined, and it stays there forever? And these miners are somewhere incentivized to keep the data. But I was also not really aware of this tech. I think it was just on one or two weeks before we made the sale. We were, all, we were like, okay, let's 
we just go with the backup solution. So we have both, but we go IPFS primary. We just try to really make it as decentralized as possible, even though I don't know too much about Arweave. But it's a nice backup. We just yeah try to not so people shouldn't rely too much on us. So even if my platform is going down, you still can retrieve the images. That's very logical. Yeah, because uh, that's kind of the FUD that I have seen spread about Space Buds and about the other NFTs. Yeah. Is it's always well, IP, IPFS is not going to be around for more than ten years. You know, that's what I keep reading over and over again for the the NFT fudders. Yeah, but uh, for example, I, I'm not sure if you know the the Blockfrost API. Um, stake not stake pool. He's the he's the he's the one who. Oh, yeah, I know of him. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 the one and his his. Uh, team is behind this uh, Blockfrost API. And they're basically now pinning all um, IPFS links, which are in the metadata on the Cardano blockchain. They're pinning it to, to their own nodes. So more people are doing this. IPFS is also very a very good solution. I mean, now we have like, I think it's two or three nodes in total, all the space bots. I mean, yeah, it's pretty decentralized already. Yeah. Yeah. So... Is there, when smart contracts come and there's actually more functionality, you know, to these tokens, uh, do you think that there will ever be a time where people have to, you know, send their space buds to a smart contract to get some sort of upgraded token back? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I did. But one problem is, that when a minting policy is running out, and that this is the one limitation I have, can't burn the old token. This is the limitation I had. But of course, I had been thinking about okay, would be cool. Maybe we can wrap the old token into something new and create something new out of it. But maybe we don't even have to burn the old token and just extend it. And or maybe you can make it like an airdrop and say, okay, if you mm. have been having a space bot since time frame, you can claim this and this. Yeah, I've been thinking about this also, yeah. Yeah, because that was my thoughts too, you know, because when Mary came out, um, it's the same thing with Shelly. When Shelly came out, there was things that we were missing, you know, multi-delegation, you know, we were missing peer-to-peer. Uh, we were missing a lot of these things that felt very important, that felt very necessary uh, for the chain to operate um, as we would all like it to be. And I, I really think that the same thing um, is happening with Gogan, you know, specifically Mary. And I think that we're going to maybe even have more utility specifically with tokens after Plutus comes out. And I think that there's going to be these iterations, you know, over the next couple of years that adds more utility to these tokens. And maybe there will uh, a year from now be uh, a, a better way to attach you know, the, the photos to the tokens themselves. So I was very curious about that, you know? Well, actually you have to see like there's a real separation between contracts and tokens. The tokens you create now don't change in the future. Or if you have, if you have smart contracts, they're still the same tokens you create, even yeah. if they come out of a contract. But a smart contract itself doesn't hold any state. It won't hold any metadata or stuff like this. So the approach we're taking now is probably already a good solution. And 
I don't think even if Buddhist is coming, they're coming, there's only other approaches because it's not Ethereum. It's really like tokens are native. It's, and it's working differently. It's don't hold state inside of a contract on, on Cardano. It's really a, a true separation between tokens and contracts. Contracts are here to um, basically, in case of Space Bus, for example, contract is here to, to make the swap, but it's not here to hold the state or anything. It's really just to, okay, I take two of the native tokens or, or, or nat native tokens and ADA, and the, the, the smart contract is really just a middleman. And just then you can swap it and the contract closes. And you can open up another contract and make another swap. It's not like uh, like on, a, on Ethereum, we have one big contract and it keeps track of everything. Yeah, that's that's very insightful. And you know, speaking of about them being native, you know, they're, they're, it's really called Cardano Native Asset Standard. You know, when they compare it to uh, ERC twenty or the the NFT standard, and if you think about it in that way, upgrades two native tokens, you know, should just be in addition to the native tokens that already exist, right? As smart contracts come, you know, there shouldn't be more utility to native tokens. There should just be, you know, more utility on the chain. And then obviously the native tokens have more utility because of the smart contracts themselves. Yeah. What you can do with smart contracts is that you can make these, you make can, you can make really fancy minting policies. You can really say like, I want to have something like, um, I don't know, really, if I mint this token now, I won't be able to mint this one again. You can increment, for example, an ID and then say, okay, now I mint the next one. And then it increments again, and then I mint the next one. But what is coming out there are just, again, some native tokens with a policy and a name. But the smart contract itself just defines how these tokens are coming out. It's not like that the contract itself is holding the tokens. It's just fine. It's just a more, um, you can just make more fancy policies basically with contracts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in, in when smart contracts come out and seeing all the utility they provide. So, you know, before we close out of here, how, how has this changed, you know, your perspective on things, you know, you, you know, you're a college student uh, and you just had this success on top of a blockchain and, you know, you're obviously developing a lot of blockchain knowledge, you know, uh, where do you, where do you see yourself in five years from now after, after this experience? Well, in five years, I don't know yet, but probably I'm still around in the blockchain space. It's, it's interesting, but um, yeah, it changed a lot for me. What, what just happened recently and, I mean, I'm also in, into Cardano since since it was three cents. So this also changed a little bit for me as well. Um, but yeah, I'm very grateful for what happened. And um, yeah, in five years, I don't know. Yeah, five years is a long years. time in the blockchain space. Yeah. But I, what I can say is my next goal is now I want to get, I want to finish this platform. I want to get trading out. This was like a personal challenge for me as well. I want to, I wanted to build a full product on Cardano and see if I can master this. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Twitter? Twitter, Telegram. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm Barry Ellis. Barry underscore I L E S. Is Barry Pool? Barry Pool, yeah. Running on a Barry Raspberry Pi. Yeah, my, my my website is pipool.online. I I probably need to get a different domain, but that was my first one. Awesome. And then for anyone else who you know made it to the end of this podcast and you have not you know participated in anything, Space Buds. The website is Space Buds uh, with a Z at the end. dot io. Um, and then from that website, you can get a link to their Discord server uh, where the you know buying and selling is happening from the third party. Um, and then also their Twitter and everything else, SpaceBuds. You can also view all of the SpaceBuds in existence. Uh, but if you guys have any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to join my Discord server down below. I will also have the links for this down below and then the links to his accounts, of course. And uh, just put your questions in the comments down below uh, and on the Discord server. Uh, I know this stuff is pretty new, specifically to Cardano. Um, so if you guys have any questions about it, let's, uh, let's educate. So, But I appreciate you coming on so much, man. It's been a fun time. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Hell yeah. I hope you guys all have a good rest of your week. I think I'll be posting this on Tuesday. So see you guys.